Good morning, everyone. Let's use this Sunday to rejoice and be glad. I appreciate all of you being here today with us at Pierce Point Community Church. We're very happy to join together in worship of our Lord. My name is Kathy Grieber, and I am a deacon in training here. I'd like to open today um, with just a moment of prayer, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that your spirit speaks through this devotion, that your message will resonate in each of us as we go our separate ways, that the message transforms our view of the world and therefore guides our way so that we may become more, a more unified body of believers. May Christ's life, death, and resurrection change who we are and bring us into ever closer with you. Amen. Well, as you know, um, Nathan, Barney, and Mark always assign us scriptures that we um, need to focus on. And so today, um, we're going to try to focus um, more specifically on Romans 12. But within that, we're going to really look closely at verses 14 through 21, which are difficult because they lay so much weight on our hearts. Um, and, and on our shoulders. Um, so we're going to really look at this closely, and we're going to use the Lord's Prayer to remind us that even when things are weighted and heavy and complicated for us, we can always take them to the Lord in prayer, and we can always find support and repentance and the ability to move forward. So let's talk a little bit about why and how Paul does his writing, because he, he's interesting in his writing. He's a little like me. He has a lot of run-ons. Um, the Apostle Paul begins Roman by teaching us that the doctrine, on the doctrine, and ends us with teaching the how of the doctrine, the how we should live. Um, this pattern of theory followed by application is the hallmark of Paul's writings. So note that Paul also was writing to the community of Christians in Rome. This is another one of his hallmarks. He writes to communities. He wants them to know he sees them as the body, not individuals. His constant concern is to keep them and their lives together with one another. The book of Romans takes us on a journey that reminds us of where we are, but brings us out to where we are now excuse me, reminds us of where we were and brings us to where we are now, but most importantly, it leads us to, need, to where we need to be going. Romans 12 calls Christians to have an outer, outer life transformation through their inner life transformation. That being conformed by um, the likeness of Christ in all aspects of our lives. True disciples of Christ have to overcome the evil in the world. Yeah, isn't that an easy one for us all to pull off, especially when we are partially evil ourselves? But with the opening verse, Paul pleads for them to present their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Let that be your daily true worship, the way you live. This is a mon monumental change from what I had to talk about several times ago about other sacrifices those being of animals. The difference here is that we are people who think and feel and act and emote 
most importantly, we are people who are willingly surrendering to this sacrifice. Look, let us look closely at 1421 through the eyes of, or the words of the Lord's Prayer. Verse 14 in Romans is, blessed are those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Christ governs your life, our lives, but those who, and also not those who dwell in evil. Respond in a manner that conveys your word to the Lord. Pray that we present as our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, using that as our mode of operandi. This can be hard to verse to take, but it comes straight from the mouth of the Lord, our Jesus Christ. Do not be overcome by evil. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Rejoice with those who rejoice is in verse 15. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. This, again, is not an easy one, one that we not, don't look forward to. Do not judge or make assumptions of others. Rather, humble yourselves. Seek to understand their experiences, their challenges, their thought processes. You are called to companion with them while holding tight to your own belief and teachings of our Christ. Do not repay anyone for evil with evil. And I apologize, I am not good at this screen. I just lost my place. <laughs> I do know it. I just don't trust myself. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. When you respond in a likewise manner to your adversary, evil becomes the victor and you become the defeated. Sometimes we will do everything we can and everything we are called to do, and still some will not make peace. Living in peace with our Lord enables us to live in peace even with those around us who are evil and unforgiving. Again, we are taught to pray, deliver us from evil. It is mine to avenge, says the Lord, I will repay, is verse 19. Well, that one's a little bit easier, okay? We can just turn it over to him. What a wonderful, glorious, beautiful thing we can do. But it involves a lot of trust. The only one who can carry out the true justice, though, is God. He is the ultimate judge. He answers to no one. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Do not return evil for evil. We go further into, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing so, you will bur heap burning coals on his head. Well, suddenly we went from evil to hunger. That seems like a weird and broad jump. But hunger and thirst for the body nourishment is no sin. It's the denying of the food and the drink to another that is evil and sin. Do not withdraw from your Christian responsibilities even if another has sins towards you because their sin has become your invitation. 
We are called to actively show and tell. Feed your enemy food and drink, but also feed them in the mode of deed and worship. This way you will nourish their body and their spirit as well as your own. When we read in verse 20, we hear that loving our enemy will bring burning coals to their head. I'm not sure I want to do that. Romans 2, 4, and 5 help us to see the way that work, that love works with and in justice, judgment. Romans 4, 5, t- chapter 2. Do you not know that God-inspired kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But by your hand, an unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of, of calling, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. So actually, we're not heaping the coals. They are he- the coals are there, and they are heaping them. They are fanning the fire by their refusal to repent and to hear the Lord and to accept his call. That is when our action becomes their invitation. Paul's message to the Romans and to us today is to love our enemies and to overcome evil with good based on what Christ has done for us. Christ loved his enemies through verbal abuse, taunting, and torture to his death. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And in that way, he overcame evil with good for all of us. In doing so, the evil, not the person, will be destroyed. Allowing them to experience and accept God's forgiveness, God will have the last word, never the enemy. As such, we also will be vindicated in the resurrection of the just. Christ's life, death, and resurrection comes to those who strive to be and brings us into contact with the God who created the larger world. Romans 12, 14 through 21 is not a mere invitation to imitate Christ. It is a calling. You are called to trust Christ for your own salvation. To live any other way is less than a Christian spiritual life. Christ's life and death and resurrection changes who we are and who we strive to be and brings us into contact with the fullness of God. For Christ has died and risen again. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Please join me in saying the words of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord taught to us by Christ to point us to the way of daily sanctification. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Amen. Come, let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you.